Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason Newland and my website is jasonnewland.com. Now, hopefully you can't hear the background sound of someone. Uh, sounds like they've got a, bl- a leaf blower going in the distance. Um, I hope you can't hear it. If you're listening with background music, it should kind of block that out. But I, uh, I mean, it's nowhere near the microphone. You know, it's it's probably you know a quarter of a mile away. That's probably not that far. But it's it's not even in my garden. It's in another garden. So hopefully, it's not. <laughs> What must I? What can I do? What can I do? I can't just not make any recordings. You know what I mean? It's I kind of still got. A, I don't know. But uh, oh yeah, only listen when you can safely close your eyes. And I find the background sound does annoy me. If I'm honest. But this isn't a whisper or softly spoken. Where if everything I do is kind of softly spoken, I mean, I'm not, sh- I'm not shouting. That would just be weird. Huh? Welcome to JasonNewland.com. This is Let Me Put You to Sleep. Whisper, <laughs> relaxation. You know, I'm not quite doing that, but um, so it's. Wednesday, is it Wednesday or is it Thursday? It's Thursday today. Yeah, it is Thursday. 27th of October 2022. So I hope you're well and I hope that any background sound isn't too annoying. I mean, you might have background sound where you are. And the way I see it, the way I perceive things these days is a little bit different to how I used to be. I used to be very, very, very reactive to the slightest background sound. But everything was noise to me. You know, in my mind, it was noise. It wasn't sound, it was noise. A clicking of a door, a door closing, um, just anything. The wind the rain, the... Uh, I even used to moan at myself like, hearing my own breathing. So... Or the bed creaking. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. you got just got to just... There's always going to be sounds. You know, even if you're in the top of a mountain, you can hear the wind. It's going to be quite windy up there, I imagine. You know, you're going to hear your own tummy rumbling at times. This is always going to be sad. If you're in the middle of nowhere, they're going to, you're going to hear the seagulls farting or something. And there's always going to be a sound somewhere. You know, you, if you go and sit in the middle of a rainforest, I mean, can you imagine how noisy that would be if you perceive those beautiful sounds as noise? And I say beautiful sounds because I think sounds of nature are generally just beautiful. Generally. 
I mean, I don't think hyenas make the nicest sound. And I definitely wouldn't, if I was sort of sitting, meditating, I wouldn't want to hear uh, a lion's roar in my ear. <laughs> that wouldn't be the nicest, most welcoming sound. And I guess sitting here, I'm making recordings or when I'm at home, the only real nature sound that I found, I find a little bit annoying. And I, I feel a little bit bad because one of my best friends makes this sound is the sound of the pigeons. Like continuously. Now Herbert the pigeon, who hasn't visited me for a little while I'm a little bit concerned he may have moved but you know he's been he's been following me for probably 12 15 years so he's he's come whenever I move he turns up so for him to move without letting me know because I know I always let him know when I'm going to move and he moves with me because we're best mates but for him to just he's like a brother to me it's like a brother I never wanted. And he's just, he, he's just gone. I don't know where. I hope he's okay. I'm sure he is. He's just, perhaps he's gone on holiday. Maybe. I mean, do pigeons migrate in the winter? I don't know. I'm not sure. That's the only, I say, I mean, I, if I lived on a farm, now, cocks make a lot of noise, don't they? The old cock, the cockerels. Now, that... Oh, that's not a very good impression, but... It's like... Wake up, everybody! I'm awake, so you should be awake! I've known humans like that. You know... Well, I've got a gap of five in the morning ready for work, so everybody else should also be awake, and I'm going to make as much noise as I can. Every door will be slammed. I will walk down the stairs and up the stairs like a small child being sent to bed without dinner, being for being naughty. You know, I just... Okay. I will make all the noise I can. I will boil the kettle five times. I will... Oh, every war. Oh. It's like, yeah, okay, you have to get up at five. It's not my fault, is it? Don't blame moi for what oo has to do. So, that used to be an issue for me in the past. Because I lived in shared houses. Multiple, is it? What do they call them? Houses of multiple occupation. I lived like that from the ages of 16 onwards uh, till seven years ago, six years ago. So I've, you know, I had decades of it, of living with neighbours. And to be fair, even, you can't get rid of neighbours. I mean, I've got neighbours now, but they're not in the same Sometimes it does feel like they're in the same house because I'm in a building and I can hear the neighbours. And I've got my own flat, but I can still hear the neighbours, you know, slamming their doors or whatever. So, but it doesn't affect me the way it used to. Uh, maybe I've grown up 
I don't know. I don't like to. I don't like to think that's the case. It's. I I had to let it go because it used to. Well, my reaction was a bit over the top, and I nearly, I nearly got into trouble a couple of times, and just like, well, this is ridiculous over something so petty. So I kind of, I I started sleeping during the day. Not because I couldn't sleep at night. I just, that seemed to be working at, well, working. It's not really work, is it? But making recordings at night when it's quiet, you know, in the middle of the night, one o'clock, two o'clock, whatever, is pretty much the best time to make an audio recording or a video recording because very unlikely to be any background sound other than the weather, you know, if there's, if it's windy or whatever outside. So I used to sleep during the day and in the winter it's a lot easier to sleep during the day because in this country where I am it's, I mean there's parts of the winter where it's dark or very dull most of the time. For a couple of months there's hardly any real daylight of any consequence, you know, it's, it's a bit gloomy for a couple of months sort of November or sort of December January kind of January specifically is a, is a bit of a gloomy month so I think Christmas should be in January it'd just be a better month to have it uh, it would be weird it, you know it's like well no it just doesn't feel right and it wouldn't feel right but it would definitely break January up because I know a lot of people don't enjoy January. However, I like January because it's the beginning of the year. It's a new start. It's new opportunities to, I don't know, start afresh in a way. And by that, I don't mean have a bath. You know, my yearly bath. So I just... I don't know, I quite like it. And I like spring, so April, like end of March, April, again, because it's like new life. It's, you can, I, I can hear the birds come into life and the trees are coming to life and nature and because I live in uh, countryside. So the air is nice. The, the air is kind of a bit fresher and although it's quite fresh in the winter, uh, God, yeah, sort of, if, I think in the countryside the air's a bit fresher than it is if you live like in a city because, uh, sort of less pollution, I imagine. I've not measured the air content. Uh, I didn't realise that the average air content on this planet is 21% oxygen. Only 21% of the air that we breathe in is oxygen. How ridiculous is that? Also, I was watching this documentary, and the more oxygen, um, they did this with a beetle, they did an experiment, exactly the same beetle, uh, raised in very kind of clinical settings. The only difference 
you know, from birth, the only difference, same, same age and everything. One was fed more, more oxygen in the air into the, like the container it was living in than the other one. So the other one was just normal air that we all breathe. And the other one was, uh, I don't know, 10% more oxygen in the air. And the one with more oxygen grew probably th- three times bigger than the other one in the same time. So I'm thinking that there's parts of the world where some, the average size of the humans are bigger than others. Uh, there's places, I think I'm just thinking of, uh, like Norway and wherever, where some of the, the males are very, very big, very tall. And then you've got some parts of the country, some parts of the world where people are on average even shorter than me. So I'm short for a man. Generally, not, 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 I'm not, not like tiny, tiny, but I'm five foot eight. I'd say the average height in this country is about five ten for men and probably I think it's about five seven for women. I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure. So I'm below normal height, but the average height for some nations are a lot taller. So I'm thinking maybe did not now necessarily, but in the past that they had a higher oxygen level in their air. You know, going back, it might be thousands of years because big people are kind of more likely to uh, give birth to bigger people, like uh, um, to large humans mating with probably a good chance that they'll, you know, give birth to a, a large human. And that happens a lot, doesn't it? It's not, it doesn't always happen, but, you know, just uh, genes and genetics and stuff. But maybe to start with, if you go far enough back, the reason why some of those people were so big is because of the oxygen. So maybe the Vikings were big because they had, though I think it's some, like when they invaded England, they were classed as giants because they were so much bigger. Because in them days, I think, uh, the average height for English people was about three foot two. I mean, if you go to some places, I'm lying. If you go to some places, I'm just, I'm, I'm remembering, I'm remembering back to my, a long time ago, but I went to some of these old relics of like castles and places like that and also to museums and they'd show the armor and the armor was the size of like an 11 year old or 12 year old heavy so they must have been really strong but little maybe not little as in width but in height and they might have been built like oxes you know i don't i imagine they would have been because to carry around a shield that probably weighed more than I did at that time when I was, you know, 
to be carrying around the heavy swords and the armor alone. So, so there's like these little children running around. They're not children, they're adults, but they were kind of very, very short. How did they get on the horses? Unless they just, maybe they rode on the little, little donkeys and stuff. You know, this little, you know, those little shire horses you can get, the, the miniature ones. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe, maybe King Arthur and, uh, Sir Lancelot used to ride around on them. But no one knows about it. No one's thought about it. No one's given it any, any conscious, um, decision to think it through. Maybe horses used to be smaller. But then there's that whole thing, isn't it? Like, why we know that cats used to be bigger, uh, and lions are kind of a descendant of much bigger animals. But then there's that question, why, why, why do we have small cats and big cats at the same time? Why haven't they all become little? And you know what my answer to that is? I don't care. I don't, I, I don't know why. How would I know? How would I know? Oh yeah, I have to do my, um, my gratitude journal today. So my gratitude journal is going to be food deliveries. So I've got a food delivery coming. And this is from the supermarket. And it's really, really helpful for me. Because, because of where I live, I live so far away from anywhere. It's six mile walk, six and a half mile walk or 6.6 miles to the town. And it's about two and a half miles to the nearest like supermarket. So that'd be like, well, no, three miles. Yes, three miles. So that'd be a six mile walk there and back. And you know, I, I can do it. I have done it. In fact, I've walked all the way to town a few times, but it's not ideal. And there's also the, the limit to how much shopping I can carry in re, in reality. You know, if it's, if it's just a short distance, but I'm not one, I don't like that feeling of my fingers being completely numb from the carrier bag straps and handles cutting off the circulation for all the pressure. It doesn't, doesn't really feel nice. Especially when at the end of it, I've only carried like four carrier bags and struggled. And what's the point? What's the, what use is that? And with my lower back, it's not such an easy thing to do sometimes. So the options I have is to get a bus, but it's still the same amount of stuff that I can carry. I can only carry so much. And, you know, I still got to walk to the bus stop, I still got to walk from the bus stop to my home. So that's still a, a, a walk carrying the stuff. And it's like, well, that's, I can get enough for maybe three days. 
So that's a couple of journeys a week to the supermarket on a bus. And it's still the bare basics. You know, bare basic stuff. And some of the things are heavy, like milk. Milk is quite weighty, isn't it, if you get uh, a few bottles of milk. Or, well, they're not bottles anymore, are they? But, you know, the containers of milk. Uh, I'm surprised we haven't gone back to bottles, like glass bottles, considering plastic's not quite as popular as it used to be. So, I... Also potatoes and things like cans and cans of Coke or tins of beans. That's all quite weighty stuff. So, yeah, it's not really ideal. It's probably three trips in a week. It's not three trips, but I mean, I don't know because I used to live before I moved here. I used to, like, I had no problems with shops for pretty much, yeah, ever, really, not since maybe 2001. I've lived near supermarkets since 2001. Um, before I moved to this area, before I went to university, so between, between 2001 and 2004, 2004, 2005, 2000, 2005, yeah. So between 2001 and 2005, I wasn't far from town. But also there was a, a co-op which was close by, which is a supermarket. So I could always go there, so it wasn't far. It was, you know, 10 minute walk. All around the corner actually, when I was the last place I lived. Then I moved, and it, I moved to somewhere that was quite a long way from town. It's a 50 minute walk. But a 15 to 20 minute walk to the, a huge supermarket. Now to go to the supermarket, it's like, okay, that's a bit of a pain. But I had to walk past the supermarket every day on the way to work and back. And also, that's Monday to Friday. And then on the Saturday, I'd be usually going into town anyway. Especially, yeah, so I'd be, I'd be walking past that place maybe 10, 12 times a day, a week. No, 5, 10, 9, 12, maybe 14, 15 times a week. I'd be walking past the supermarket. And it was open really late. It was you know, sort of 6 in the morning till about 11 at night. Well, it might have been 24 hours, actually. I forget. So I'd just pass by and get what I needed. And it's the only way I could really do it, because I was living in a shared accommodation, but it, was, it wasn't like a normal shared accommodation. It was a Buddhist community. So I was sharing the house with a bunch of Buddhists. So we didn't have locks on our doors or anything like that. Um because we trusted each other because we were all friends, you know, kind of. 
I said it, I, mean, I didn't really know everyone well, but um, generally, apart from, uh, yeah, my, you know, nine, most of the people I really did trust. In fact, to be fair, all of them, to be fair, even I fell out with one person. Even then, I didn't, I didn't not trust him from an uh, from a um, an angle of like stealing my stuff or anything. I didn't didn't I trusted him just in the same way as I wouldn't have done anything like that to him. We fell out as friends, and we we no longer, you know, I moved out and he moved out, but I didn't not for a second. Uh, Yeah, I just just didn't think that of him. I didn't think that it was him. Yeah, we didn't we we didn't get on, but I didn't. I knew that he was out outside of our disagreement. He was okay, if that makes sense. You know, he was he was uh, still a decent person. We just uh, personality clash, I guess. That's when I used to have a personality. <laughs> I left it there. I let him take it with him. And I used to, because we we shared a tiny little fridge, can you believe it? And eventually they got a bigger fridge right at the end. And they got a new kitchen right at the end, just as we were moving out, or just as I was moving out. Just just before I moved out, they, they refurbished the place and made it nice. There was nothing wrong with how it was before quite a big kitchen and we used to sit around the table there was when I moved in I'm trying to think who lived in the room upstairs I can't remember anyway there was a room up oh no there was a room at the front at the top at the front of the building uh, facing the main road. We had a, we lived on a main road. This was a road that led to the motorway one side and led to the town on the other side or led to a train station. It was really busy. Loads and, um, loads of lorries went past there. You know, it got a little bit quiet after about 11 or 12. It was quieter. Definitely a night night, but you know, first thing in the morning, five, six in the morning, they'd start again. And that's another thing I did to learn to, to learn to sleep through it. I was originally wearing earplugs and I stopped because I thought, no, no, I don't want to wear earplugs. Actually, this is irony. Okay. I'm, I moved partly because I thought this would be a place where there won't be any noise. You know, I won't have to deal with noisy neighbours. It's the only house, really. It's not connected to another house. It's at their own little bit of ground at the back. Uh, there were other houses, but, you know, there wasn't anything to the right of it for a little while. And then to the left of it, there was a bit of waste ground or at least I thought it was waste ground and then there was some houses the other side so there was quite a distance between 
the nearest house. So, I, you know, I partly moved there thinking, well, it should be fairly quiet. I didn't take into consideration the traffic because I didn't know how how much traffic there was going to be. I just didn't realise it was going to be quite as busy. But I think I'd been living there for about two weeks, three weeks, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a month or two. And at this point, I'd moved into another room because the, the person who was living in there moved out. I didn't even see them. I don't think I ever saw them again. They moved out. And that was it. Didn't see him again. And I moved into their room. And there was loads of wooden furniture. It was nice. It was wooden floor. Not ideal for, but I wasn't, where was I? I was above the living room. So I wasn't disturbing anyone or anything. And it was a fairly quiet house. Well, so someone did move in once and he was only there for a short while. But he used to play his organ. He used to practice his musical organ. That's what I thought, musical organ. He used to play with his organ and it would be like 11 o'clock at night. And I'd be in bed because I had to get up at 6 or 7 or whatever. I was like, I'm like, come on, mate. What are you doing? Really? Please, please, what are you doing? And he like, he, he seemed almost surprised that it wouldn't be annoying, or that it was annoying to people, that he was playing his organ loud. Like, headphones, mate, headphones. That's the way forward. If only they invented something that you could plug in and you could hear without disturbing. Oh, oh they have. Headphones. I'm not sure if I gave him some headphones to use or I bought him some or I just didn't say anything about it. I just thought it to myself. Probably the last one. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was the most inconsiderate thing I've ever seen. I've just had so much over the years. It's, it, I could write a book. I could write a book about it. About... <laughs> Inconsiderance. Inconsider, is that, a, is, that, is that a word? Inconsideration. But I won't, because that's just a little bit, not the mo most positive thing I could write, is it? Anyway, I moved into this room, and it was a nice room. Big, big room. And I, I ended up getting did I? I had bookcases. Yeah, I brought them with me. So I had bookcases full of books. I had a good old book collection. Much bigger than what I've got now. And I don't know why. I just loved looking at them. I did. I remember uh, I had my birthday party there. And I took... I invited a, a female to my party. And I remember taking her up into my room. Now, I think when I told her that I'd like to, could like to come to my room so I can show you my book collection, I thought she, she thought I was joking or she didn't really expect that to be the reason, but it was the reason. And 
once I was talking about the books, I had nothing else on my mind. I was like, well, these are books. Here's my, these are my philosophy books. Here's my hypnosis books. Here's my psychology books. Here's my Buddhist books. And I was like, this, this, this. I was like, I was just, I don't know why. I thought she'd be impressed by the books. But I don't think anyone's ever in the whole world ever been interested in my book collection. But I am. I love it. I love books. I can't help it. I love them. Even if I don't read them, I still love them. If I visit somebody and they've got a book collection, I need to look at their book collection. I know some people say, well, you can tell, you can tell a person by the books that they've got on their bookcase. Shut up. You can tell a person by what? Well, no, you can tell what a person's like by getting to know them. Not by the newspaper they read, not by the clothes they wear, not by the books they read, not by the television programs they watch. You can only get to know a person by getting to know them, by spending time with them. And sometimes it can take years to really get to know someone. So that whole idea like, yeah, you can tell a kind of person by, uh, you know, if they wear, if they've got tattoos or by the car they drive. No, you can't. Just shut up. So ridiculous. Like, to the idea of like, can you imagine bringing a, such a complicated creature as a human down to just basically, well, I can tell what kind of personality you are because of the color of your t-shirt or your socks. I can tell, I can tell that you're by, I can tell that you're a, a unhygienic person by, um, by your trousers. How can you tell? Poo stains. No, no, like, no. I mean, this, this is silly, isn't it? Anyway, um, I was in this, I was in this room, this new room. So, you know, I'm kind of getting used to the traffic, but it was peaceful. It was peaceful at the weekend. The traffic was less at the weekend. And then I was sitting there. I think it might have been a, like on a Saturday. And I, the, the whole house started shaking. And like some of you listen to this have been listening for a few years I might be thinking wow for the first time in two years he's actually telling an original story I don't remember this story I wonder if he's making it up or not well I'm not making it up and I don't remember if I've told it before anyway it's true mostly and I wasn't wearing a Spider-Man costume. I wasn't. That was something I was going to tell you what I was, I was doing, but I wasn't, so I won't mention it then. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't juggling kittens. No, so I, I was sitting there. And the building started to shake. Now, not like it 
jelly or a wobbly flange, not flange, um, <laughs> blamange, the flan thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's wobbling like it, not like a, it's, it's like a cow's udder. It was, it was, it was just wobbly. It, you could hear the vibrations. It wasn't, it wasn't like a Japanese earthquake where the building is like going from one side to the other. But it was definitely like, oh, this is weird. It felt a little bit like I, I should get up just to make sure I'm not sitting on my phone that's vibrating again. But it wasn't. And I thought, oh, accidentally I switched the vibrator on. You know, it's just the, the, the vibration of the phone that is. But it, no, it was the whole building and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then, and then I heard bang and it's like shook the house one shake. And then a few seconds later, probably 30 seconds later, bang, I like shook the whole house again. And I went downstairs. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And no one really knew. Apart from one person. And he said, oh, that's next door. I said, what do you mean next door? Next door neighbor ain't for miles. Well, it was... It was like, okay, a minute's walk. But it's still, that's quite a distance from your house, isn't it? A minute's walk. He said, no, they've bought the land. One of those houses bought that, that land, that wasteland that's there. And they're building houses on it. I said, really? He said, yeah. Cause apparently, I don't know if they put letters through the doors to tell people. I didn't see it. So what they were doing is basically pile driving. Is it pile driving? Where they have to test the ground. And they did this for something like two weeks or maybe longer and then and it was really really uncomfortable because it was bang pile driver is that the right word I'd have to google it to see what exactly what it is but it's 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 their way of building the foundations I think for the houses but they were building two or three houses, or they were bungalows, on that land. I think the idea is they were going to live in one, or have one as an extension to their own house, and then sell the other two. I think too much information even for me, to be honest. And once that part of the building process was completed... Then there was another nine months of building, drilling, sawing, hammering, lorries coming and going. It was just, it was probably the noisiest house I'd lived in. <laughs> and it, I, I had a week off work and I remember sitting there because I've rarely ever gone anywhere on my holidays. I think twice twice one no maybe three times I've actually 
had a holiday and gone somewhere, you know, a week off work. Usually I just don't do anything. It's lack of planning on my side, really. Anyway, I could not believe it because I, I had a holiday and I was just sitting there listening to this building work. And it was in the summer, so I couldn't even sit in the garden. It was even noisier. Oh, oh well. Never mind, eh? So, oh, okay. My gratitude journal. So I've got food deliveries. Number two is... I'm going to put down credit card. The reason for this, I'm grateful for my credit card, is because I ordered the food delivery online and it wouldn't accept my debit card, which is my bank card. I don't know why there was money in it, there was enough money in it to cover that, but it wouldn't accept it, and I don't know why. So... I had to use a credit card. Now, if I didn't have the credit card there, I wouldn't have been able to get my food, my delivery. So it's quite handy as a like an emergency thing. Now, you know, the reality is that £43 on food has probably cost me £50 because of the charges on the credit card. So that's not ideal. Uh, but hopefully I'll get the... Uh, the bank situation sorted out, you know, soon, you know, you know, you know, soon, I just had uh, something put through the letterbox, and I think I know what it is, I had a delivery from Amazon, and it was, uh, I don't know if I told you, my, f- my camera, the, the SD card that goes into the camera, the storage card, memory card or whatever stopped working it kept saying it's full but it wasn't full because there's nothing on it so I'm not sure what happened to it it kind of just seemed to be ruined and the only other SD cards I had were just 32 gigabytes which is not a long it's not it's not enough or 34 64 I think the one I had was a 64 gigabyte so what I've done is I ordered another one, which is 128 gigabytes, which should be enough. And I mean, I think some of the longer videos can be at anything up to 30, 40 gigabytes if, you know, if it's in HD or 4K. So it's, it's kind of, I'm still playing around with figuring out how to do stuff. But what has happened, which I was a little bit surprised about, is once I started making a few more videos, which I have for YouTube, my YouTube channel, not only are people starting to watch them, not huge amounts, not only a small amount, but I'm starting to get more subscribers. At the moment, it's like one, one a day, which is, I know it's not a lot, you know, I mean, it's, Clearly, it's like a tiny amount. But because I've put no energy hardly into the YouTube channel f- 
really until recently. And then I stopped, and I started, then I stopped, and I took loads of stuff off, and then I started again because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it. And I was using my phone, which was fine, but then it took hours to upload and transfer. And and now I'm using the camera that I actually got last year for this particular purpose to make videos for YouTube. And the SIM card means it's a lot easier to transfer onto the, onto the iPad to do, or onto the laptop if I want to do what I need to do. Everything's just easier. It's quicker. But then the phone, the, then the battery ran out and I was struggling to recharge the battery because I had no way of recharging it. So yesterday I had, uh, three rechargeable batteries and a, and a rechargeable, a recharger came through the post. So I've got that. So they're now charged up. So it means I'll never, I won't have to plug the camera in. I can just use the battery. So I won't have to, it won't matter where I am. I won't need to be near a, an outlet, you know, electric outlet. And secondly, now I'll have this new SIM card, which I think has just been put through the door. Which means, well, of course, I've not been able to make this as a video. But the next recording I do should probably be a video as well as a podcast. Now, the only kind of real problem I have, apart from it's just a bit of hassle setting it all up and everything. I have to brush my hair is gets hot in here with all these lights because I've got one, two, three, four lights, three powerful lights specifically for making videos or for photography. And then there's the, just the normal light bulb. And then I've got the heat in, the, the radiator comes on if it's cold. And the last video, I could, I could actually see the top of my neck sweating, like dribbling down. And the top of my, my forehead was getting wet. Cause it, it's just too hot. But if I had the window open, which would be, obviously it would cool down the room, then there's the background sound. But the lamps, the lights have their own sound. They buzz. It's a weird old world, isn't it? It's just trying to... It's like a balancing act, the whole thing. Trying to figure out how to do the best, you know, to, to have the best product at the end. It's not a product, is it really? But content. And I just... Sometimes I'm not even sure what I'm doing. I'm just is this is this right? Because before I didn't care. You know, when I had my YouTube channel before, I'd just make a video and upload it. I wouldn't even edit it. Oh, you know. But then I started doing a bit of editing. I started putting introductions and stuff like that. You know, about ten years ago I started doing that. But before that, I used just just to make the video on my phone or on the camera or the webcam or whatever and just upload it 
maybe have a little bit of editing, but minimal. There was times when I'd literally just make a video on my camera and upload it from the camera. So there'd be no, um, even the beginning would be fuzzy or there'd be, <laughs> the beginning would be me sitting down <laughs> on a chair and like getting ready and then talking or, and then the ending would be me leaning forward to press the stop button. Now I try not to do that anymore. I try to make them is but they're not it's, there's no great introduction or anything I mean I used to have introductions to my videos a while back I used to I had some that actually had music and a proper uh, video introduction and I guess maybe I'll, I'll do that as well I just haven't sort of I haven't really thought about it if I'm honest because partly is I didn't really, I don't know if I'm honest, I didn't really think I was going to continue with making videos. But it's dawned on me that there's a different audience and maybe I can be useful to other people who perhaps don't listen to podcasts, you know. Not everybody does, not everybody watches videos, not everybody does anything. So there might be... Uh, I've still got an audience on YouTube. There's still people that, believe it or not, there's people that are, that are subscribed to me now that were subscribed to me in 2008. In the past, they've kind of resubscribed to this channel, which just blows my mind, really. It's phenomenal, isn't it, in a sense. Now, it doesn't seem that long ago to me, but... You know, for someone who's 20 years old, that's a heck of a long time. You know, 14 years, he was six, <laughs> 14 years ago. I was, I was what, 49 or something, you know, no, I was 10. So what's the last, the third thing I'm grateful for? Um, I'm going to say I'm grateful for Spreaker, who is my podcast host, because they didn't ask any questions when I asked them if they could reset my podcast back a week. And to re-upload all the stuff that I deleted, they just said yes and did it. And they did it really quickly. And, um, and I, I know some people have the attitude, well, you pay them, they should do it. Well, they're still human beings and I, I just appreciate when someone does something nice, regardless if they're being paid or not. You know, if you, if you're in a hospital, or if you're in a, if you've got a paramedic saving your life, you're not thinking to you, you're, you're grateful, aren't you? You know, like, well, thank you for helping me. 
thank you for saving my life or if a policeman or policewoman um comes to your rescue and helps you in like a really big way you can be grateful to them it's not like well it's your job you should do that and if that is your attitude then give yourself a good talking to <laughs> i sometimes feel this maybe that's society's gone a little bit that way like, well you're getting paid just do it and i agree if you're getting paid for something you should just do it however it's still i mean if, if nothing else but common courtesy but they're still human beings we're all human and if someone goes out of their way like the dental nurse or no not dental the the lady at the reception the dentist she got me an appointment last week now i had my toothache was not good it was there's no good toothache is there really <laughs> or two how you doing what's the weekend like oh, i had toothache it was brilliant no it's it was a bit rubbish and they first of all they weren't even going to see me because i was i hadn't been for four years since 2018 and they said i wasn't on their books anymore they're taking me off their books because i hadn't been and i couldn't be seen on the nhs and I, if i if I could be seen privately in an, as an emergency, but it would cost me, you know, a fair bit of money. And I asked her if she could do any, anything. I explained my situation. I explained that, um, the reason I don't get out so much is because of my mental health stuff, bipolar and that, which is true. I didn't say anything that wasn't true. Uh, sometimes I don't, I don't leave the flat for months. <laughs> I know it's a bit sad, but it's true. Uh, sometimes I don't. And if it wasn't for my neighbour downstairs asking me to walk to the petrol station or to the shops with him, or I, I might not get out at all. You know, sometimes I just, to help him, I can help myself by helping other people. You know, I'll, I'll kind of push myself to help someone else more than I will to help myself sometimes. It's, it's, I know it's not necessarily healthy, but it's the way it is sometimes. Anyway, um, she put me on hold and says, I'll see what I can do. I think it might be the same lady that I spoke to when I was last there because Again, I hadn't been for ages. I hadn't been for ages. It's probably why I got rotten teeth, isn't it? Because I don't go to the dentist regularly. It's kind of a correlation, I guess. Um, I just thought about that. I haven't got rotten teeth, but I've, that one, when I actually had the x-ray, the dentist said that it was, it was rotting, but it was at the bottom of the tooth near the nerve, which is why it was aching so much. Um, if it had been at the top of the tooth, I could have, it could have just drilled it out and put a filling in. But he said there's no option other than to remove it. That's all he could offer. It wasn't, um, th that was all there was. It was, it was just, it was a, it was a bad tooth. <laughs> and then the other one was completely fallen apart so he took two out he took the other one out as well still hurts a bit 
<laughs> it's a week later. Anyway, the, the lady, I remember, I think it's the same lady, I spoke to in 2018 when I went in there. It was the same thing, I had a toothache, but it gave me a filling. Uh, it's the same tooth. And he, no, it was a different tooth, a tooth next to it, I think. It might have been the same tooth, it was that side anyway. So, yeah, it was the same, because I literally had a filling that went from between both of the teeth. So there was a filling that went over basically heart, three quarters of each tooth. That filling went, and when it came out, the whole thing came out. I think I, I was eating a curly whirly, a frozen curly whirly. Or was it popcorn? I think it was fro- a frozen curly whirly. And I remember thinking, God, this, this, this bit of curly whirly is a bit hard. I know it's frozen, but it almost feels like it's metal. And it was a filling. A big old chunk came out. So I had this big hole in my, in my, um, in my teeth, in between the teeth since 2000 and it was about the early, early 2020. It's about it like that for about two years. Maybe a year and, yeah, it's about two years. But it wasn't really a problem. You know, it didn't all come out. It just like a chunk of it came out. And I thought, oh, okay. And everything else was fine. And then one of the teeth just started to crumble. It just literally, because I was using dental floss and making sure that it was all, you know, tidy and everything. And one just fell apart. Part of it just came out. But it wasn't painful, so otherwise I'd have got help. So I thought, okay. And be- there was, uh, uh, you know, it was quite hard to get a dentist appointment in 2000 and 2000 and 2020, 2021. Oh no, two, no, 1919 and 2020. That's it. I lose track. And so I didn't, even apply because I knew that you know it was going to be difficult and then you know but in 2018 I had to reapply because they'd taken me off their books again back then as well because I hadn't been for a while but they allowed it and they said okay and uh, I said they said have you got any medical conditions or anything and I had to fill a form in so I put down the bipolar and she said, oh, I think she said either her boyfriend or her, her brother had bipolar. So she's very, um, I don't know what the right word is, but I had an open mind or compassionate or whatever towards, towards the condition, you know, it's like, and I'm not talking about bipolar as a negative thing. It's just, it is what it is. It's, I'm five foot eight. I happen to be incredibly handsome and I got bipolar, you know, it's just one of the factual things. Huge feet. <laughs> so I, um, I think it was the same lady. Now her job, you can say, well, it's her job. She should just do what she's supposed to do. She gets paid for it. I don't see it like that. For me, it was like 
a wonderful act of kindness towards me. Not towards me for any reason other than she just wanted to help. And that's that's how I treated the situation. I asked when I went there, I didn't know who it was because I couldn't really remember. I don't remember what people looked like. And I couldn't tell from the phone when I got there. I couldn't tell whose voice because there was two people there, two females. And I dealt with the other female when I first got in. But her voice did sound a bit familiar, so I asked her, the other one, because when I came down, she asked me if I was okay, and I said, My teeth are gone. Where are my teeth? I miss my teeth. And she laughed. Uh, and um, she, I don't know if she laughed or not, I made that bit up. I was a bit, I was a bit dizzy, to be honest. I was a little bit, oh, it was a little bit overwhelming, really, the whole thing. Anyway, I said to her, are you the person, are you the person I spoke to yesterday on the phone? Because I, I phoned on a Tuesday afternoon. And she said, yeah. I said, I just want to thank you so much. Just, you know, and she was like, oh, that's okay. I said, you really helped me. I really appreciate it. And yeah, because I was going to take her a present, but. I don't know if that was inappropriate. I kind of thought, is it inappropriate? Also, I forgot to do it. But I was going to take her flowers, or I was going to take her chocolates. Chocolates didn't seem a good idea in a dentist. But also, it could be deemed as inappropriate. And yeah, I don't know. You know, if I gave her flowers, she took them home. You know, what would her boyfriend or husband or wife, girlfriend, whatever, think? You know, it's like cat, dog, donkey, I don't know, whatever, but it's just like, what, it's not worth it, is it, so, uh, plus I forgot, <laughs> to be honest, uh, I was, I was stuck in the bank, not stuck in the bank, but I was chatting to the person in the bank, and before I got there, so I literally, I had about four or five minutes to get to the, get to the place, it was just, it was literally just around the corner, so it wasn't far, but I didn't have a, enough time to to for my memory to uh kick in i'll tell you what else kicked in is the hours kicked in the whole hour in fact more than an hour has gone by it's almost like i start the recording and the recording's over it's really weird i don't understand so thank you very much you lovely people, thank you for listening. Remember, you know what I'm going to say next. Remember, you don't need me, you don't need me to say it, do you? If you listen regularly, be kind, be gentle with yourself. Be kind and gentle. It's really important, really. It's really important just to just to be nice to yourself. You deserve to be happy. And for those that think, well, why? Why do I? You were saying that. You know, and I, this is just me repeating what I've said in the past. I don't say it every time, but I've repeated. I've said it a few times. Every one of us has 
affected in a hugely positive way other people way more than we'll ever know and that's the thing about it we don't know about it we don't realize how the most smallest gesture of kindness maybe even just a smile or opening a door for someone um uh, if someone drops something on the floor calling them and saying look you dropped your wallet or you know it could be anything or someone stops to let you cross the road and you wave to them instead of just you know well they should stop or it could be a zebra crossing I always wave to people and say thank you even though they're supposed to stop at the zebra crossing to let me cross to let pedestrians cross I wave to say thank you because it just it could have a positive effect on their day you know that someone's acknowledged them and the fact is a lot of people don't stop at zebra crossings and if someone stops at a place where they don't have to to let you cross or to let me cross I always say thank you I don't walk up to them and give them a big kiss or anything, but I do. I blow kisses to them, but I do wave. So thank you, thank you, thanks. I'm still waving now from someone from last night. I'm actually at the side of the road waving to them. They're driving very slowly. Been here for twelve hours, but it's we affect people in a positive way. Everybody has been affected, and you know what? without even knowing it and maybe there's been times that you do know about you might have transformed someone's life in a positive way and I'll give you an example for myself okay a couple I'll give you a couple of examples for myself I was at work and I didn't have any food I didn't have any money to buy food and I had no food and I was hungry and this is it's a proper job and you know for just it just happened to be it was quite early days and I you know I hadn't really been paid a full amount of money yet and one of my work colleagues gave me a sandwich now he took notice of the fact that I didn't have anything to eat I don't know how he knew, but he, he must have been watching. It was a bit weird, but he must have, you know, he noticed that I didn't have any food with me. Or he might have asked me what have I got to eat, and and he gave me half of his half of his food. Now that kindness made a difference, and well, I'm still talking about it. This, this is from two thousand and one. So how many years is that? 20, 21 years ago? Something that happened even longer ago, back in 97. I was in a, I'd gone, there, there was a really huge, uh, personal thing had happened. Like, 
huge in my life and I won't go into that stuff but I went to I, I didn't really know how to deal with it if I'm honest and I went to um, the comedy club where my friend who owned the comedy club was there and he came up to me like he normally did and he just like hey you doing you're right and I told him you know what was going on and at that point everything had gone wrong that could go wrong almost you know I just I'd kind of yeah it was just weird I don't want to get all negative but a lot of weird things happened kind of in succession in like like a domino effect and I really didn't know I really didn't know what, what my next step was and he offered me a kindness and he helped me and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget, you know, his kindness. And he helped me in that situation. He helped me get through it. And, and again, this is what, 1997. So it's quite, quite a while back. But these are big things that are obvious. But then there's times when Someone's just been friendly to me. There was the, there was someone that offered me that, that actually, um, I've talked about this. I should really finish the recording, but I talked about this before and it helped me in a big way. It actually almost transformed part of how I think about life. I was, Again, I've told this story before, but I was doing, I was in working in a call centre. This is back in 2000 and probably 2002, 2003 time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was around that time. And the customer was rude right from the start. And I'll be honest, I couldn't stand him. I absolutely couldn't stand him. And he clearly didn't like me either. And we were on the phone and we had to, we were trying to get through it. But every question, which one was that for? Which one was that And it was, he was so awkward. And that I never ever hung up on a customer ever. I, ne I tried never to be rude or to, you know, react because that's unprofessional and, you know, and if, and if the call gets listened to, you could, or if they complain, I could get sacked. Some people didn't care. They would just hang up or tell people to F off and stuff. I just didn't, I wouldn't do that. But I wanted to with this person. Really, really didn't like him. And I was, I was getting angrier and angrier. And then one of the last questions on the form, on the online, was well, not online, it was the computer system. One of the very last questions was, have you got any medical conditions? And he said, yeah, I've just been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Instantly, I'm, I'm talking instantly, my anger disappeared. I'm talking within a, like a, a millimeter of a second gone. I don't think a, a millimeter of a second is a real measurement, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? 
gone, totally gone. And all I felt was, I don't know, I guess compassion. I don't, I've, I, I never really thought of myself as compassionate, but it was kindness anyway. I felt kindness towards him. And he changed instantly as well towards me. We ended up laughing like the, the last, it's like we didn't want to let each other go. We didn't fall in love, but I'm just <laughs> blowing kisses. You hang up first. No, you hang up first. You put the first, you put the phone down. No, you. You didn't put it down, did you? No, I didn't. No, none of, none of that stuff, but just, it changed how I felt. But not only did it do that, it changed me as a person in the way that I dealt with people on the phone and in person as well. Because you don't know what you're dealing with. With humans, you don't know what... If you work in a call centre, and I did think about writing a book about this, like techniques and stuff to help people. Things that I've learned, and I I was pretty good in at what I did. Um, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, if only. But I, if I could reach, I, I I really. The one thing, one of the things that is, you don't know what someone's life is like. So to have some compassion right at the start, a bit of caring kindness is often the best way to start from and that person had that effect on me and perhaps I've had that effect on other people and perhaps all of us have not in that that situation but someone's been affected by your kindness by you giving time, by you letting them through. You think even, you know, when you stop your car, when there's an ambulance coming through or police and you pull your car to the side to let the ambulance or police through, I know you thought, well, that's what we're supposed to do. Not everyone does, but not everyone does it straight away. Those 10 seconds of time that as a that, that the ambulance or the police have gone through those 10 seconds could have been the difference that saved someone's life so by letting them through instead of you know like some people would like well oh, okay and they maybe you know that maybe they'll pull pull over eventually could be the difference So, you know, it's things that you never find out about. And I, I just, I believe everybody, or most people, have got good hearts, kindness.
And I think we have to believe that. It's important, I think, to believe that. To believe that everybody you meet, even if they're grumpy or disrespectful or angry or if they're an alcoholic or whatever, they have kindness in them. They have the ability to be gentle and so yeah, so that's, that's really all I've got to say on that one. So, and I could talk for five hours about why I say be kind to yourself because you deserve to be uh, happy. So it's not just, I don't know, what is that word that when you say something it has no meaning and you're just saying it for the sake of it? I forget the name, but the word but it's not that. So when I say these things, I'm not just saying it for the sake of it. I do say a lot of things for the sake of it. You know, 99% of this recording is just me saying stuff for the sake of it. But that last bit, that's meaning, that has meaning to me anyway. And When I, when I do a, a recording and when I talk about stuff that's serious, you know, not, not these recordings, but some of the other stuff, I can explain what I'm doing and what I've said. So take care of yourselves and I'll speak to you next time. Lots of love. Bye.